Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. Thank you so much for listening this week. Today, I want to dive into a topic that is, I think, painful for a lot of people. Certainly, everyone I've been speaking to had some form of struggle or suffering and also incredible pleasure and bliss and joy from this topic, this particular area of being human. I personally have found it the biggest, deepest, most confronting work that I have had to do on myself in my life and in my journey and continue to do so. Today, I want to unpack the distinction of what even is a relationship? I mean, that question alone, how often do you even ask yourself that question? What even is a relationship? We kind of just live as if we know what it is and we know that we want one. And then we kind of default into looking for what it is that we think we want. But how often have we really unpacked on a deep ontological level, a deep level of self-inquiry and from the context of human being, what even is a relationship at all? So I want to unpack that in this, or at least attempt to unpack that in this episode. And I really want to highlight this. I am not separate from you. I may be the one speaking on the mic. Maybe I have learnt a few things along the way. I certainly do mentor relationships. I have helped couples and marriages, but I am still human. So I do not get the liberty of, of being free or escaping from the design of the being hu of human being. What I am speaking about for all of you, I also have to work on and I continue to work on. So in the area of relationships, you know, I've been in a marriage for 12 years. It has not been the picture perfect storybook fairy tale. But I can honestly say 
that in that 12 years, I have experienced the greatest amount of evolution and growth. I have had to face and see aspects of myself that I don't, I'm pretty sure I couldn't have seen on my own without my partner mirroring me. It has also brought on the greatest sources of suffering and conflict that I could easily have masked or hidden away from in myself if I hadn't been in the marriage. And it has also brought me the greatest or some of the greatest moments of love and beauty and bliss and truth. So relationship itself seems to be a transformational program in itself. But do we really look at it that way? Do we really see it that way? First, let's dive into what a relationship is not, but we think it is. What are the blind spots that we just kind of grow up into as human beings and live led by the unconsciousness of these blind spots that actually rob us from enormous levels of freedom and may actually be the source of so much of our suffering. Firstly, a relationship is not a something. Do you hear how the language that we use, we actually say, oh, we're in a relationship or we're in a marriage. Yes, I'm in a relationship with so-and-so. We say it all the time. In fact, it's, it's default. It's it's unconscious. It just is what we say. But when you really, really look into it, when you really are willing to question and inquire, and remember the episode that I recorded before this one, which is what creates reality, what actually creates a, a paradigm and reality. I say in that episode, the beginnings of the dissolving of a fixed way that reality appears to the collective consciousness, the dissolving of the fixedness begins with enough questioning of what appears as if it is just the way it is. On a collective scale, collective consciousness scale, on a human being species level, if enough human beings question the appearing of reality, and question, is this really the way it is? Or is this how it appears to us? When enough of that questioning happens, the appearing of that reality starts to break down. It doesn't appear as if it is so fixed and real and just the way it is. It starts to become more permeable, more malleable. It's like movement, opening. Well, that's exactly the same when we when we question, inquire on an individual level. If you really ask yourself when you say, oh, I'm in a relationship with so-and-so, what exactly are you in? Is there something that you can see that you're in? Is there something you can hold? We refer to the relationship as if it is a something, but is it? What actually is it that you are in? And so thus is the beginning of me unpacking the first blind spot. We live in a blind spot that the relationship is a something. And then we're in that 
something. And then we live in that something with another human being, trying to continue that something and keep it alive. But what actually is it? Most of the time, what we are in is the story of the relationship that creates the appearing that you're in something, which is just like the episode I speak about with the appearing of reality. The appearing of the content of your world is given to you by the context. Well, the appearing of the content of your relationship, the in that we think we are in, the something that we think we're in, is given to us genuinely by the story of the relationship. Oh, we met like this, and then he called me on that day, and then he didn't call me for a week, and then this happened, and then he got down on one knee, and he totally like, he, he did this, and then I did this, and these big gestures. And it's like we feed off the story. And then that story becomes the context of the relationship, which is fine at the beginning in the honeymoon phase when all the hormones are so wild and alive and the chemicals are so, uh, so strong. And what we, I would call is the honeymoon phase, we're kind of getting high off the story of our love. And we can do it for a while. Like we can keep going back to the story and remembering this. And do you remember when you did that? And oh yeah. And it does, it really does activate a certain kind of high. And we could feed off this for a while, right? And then we make more stories. Oh, well, then he did this. And then I did that. And then we did this. And, and, and we kind of feed off the rushes and the highs of the story of the relationship. But then what tends to happen, just chemically, is that eventually the chemicals wear off. And that honeymoon phase, the appearing of the relationship through the veil and the filter of all those hormones and love hormones and love chemicals in loveness, that, which is kind of like getting high, by the way. It, it is kind of like getting high. It, it creates a filter and a field that is like getting high. Eventually that wears off. And that kind of magical, illusionary appearing of reality starts to wear off, just like when we, the belief of Santa Claus no longer seems so real it starts to dissolve. And what we then find ourselves in is that's when relationship actually begins. You're with a human being and that kind of magical dreaminess is wearing off. And now you're with a human being and you are also a human being and you have to work out how to actually live together and be together usually that's when things start getting really confronting. And it may be around this time that most people have found that they can't even, all their relationships end. And, and usually around this time, then the two people start to become preoccupied with why the highness of the story that has 
been the context of your relationship is no longer there. What's missing? Why has it gone away? How do I solve this? How do we get it back? What do we have to do to make it come back? And that's what we do together. But then individually, and most of this is unconscious, we're also doing it to ourselves individually. Oh, well, how do I make sure that he still sees me this way? Or how do I make sure that he still loves me this way? Or how do I make sure that I still get the attention that way or like this or what? And, and then we unconsciously start to control and manage and suppress aspects of ourselves, and it is unconscious, in order to try to keep the story of the relationship alive or in order to try to make sure the story of the relationship doesn't die. And the moment that two individuals are then preoccupied with trying to make sure that something stays in survival at the expense of what is real and true in the present moment to that individual, those two individuals are in survival. The relationship itself is now in survival, meaning we are being led by the need to try to keep something that once was going based on the past, based on a picture, based on a story. And simultaneously, we are unconsciously suppressing and denying what is in the present. I know that this is very sobering because it's nothing like the Cinderella story, but this may help you understand why a lot of the struggles happen and suffering happens in, re in your relationships. So much of the suffering is led by why aren't we like that anymore? Why aren't we like this anymore? We're trying to get back to something that isn't even there. We're trying to get back to a something, but there was never a something. It was a story. The moment that we experience an experience, it becomes a memory. You can only have an experience in the present moment. So the experience of your love in the meeting of your love and the connection and how you got together only happens in the present moment. The moment that it happens, it is stored as memory. And then we live in the memories of the relationship. And when we're living in the memories and then trying to keep the memories alive, and we're living as if the memories are reality, we are no longer in the present with each other or with ourselves. And so then... The relationship is about trying to keep something that is a memory, but we're living as if it is reality, going. And all the while, the more that we suppress what is real and true in ourselves, individually and with each other, it starts to build layers of resentment, anger we start to experience disconnections and then we blame it on the other person or we blame it on the relationship that isn't living up to the story that we want it to live up to. Then we're consumed with trying to solve that problem. And then the whole thing is like being in the vicious circle. 
Well, it is being in a vicious circle, except the vicious circle is now the relationship itself. So the blind spot that I'm dissolving here with you is that there is no something that we're in at all. The only thing that is real and true is two human beings that are choosing to commit to each other and are in the present moment with each other. Two human beings relating. And can you relate to each other in the present based on what is, not what should be, not the picture of what should be and the story of how it could be or how we were, but what is. And usually that is much more confronting than the lostness of being in the source of the story. And so when we are in the present moment with two human beings relating to each other based on what is, that is really when the program begins, the real program of relationships. So Eckhart Tolle will say, has said, his, his words, the purpose of relationship is not to make each other happy, but for spiritual evolution. That there are certain blind spots within ourselves that we simply cannot ever reach on our own. We can only reach them with an intimate mirror in our lives. And that intimate mirror is usually a relationship that we are in that over a period of time, someone that we have invested a certain amount of intimacy and a certain amount of our heart in that can become that intimate mirror, that it is the intimate mirror, your partner, that is the only one that can reflect to you aspects of yourself that you simply cannot see on your own. And so in that context, it's meant to bring up stuff. In fact, it's doing its job if it is revealing to you aspects that you didn't want to see in yourself. But we don't look at it that way. Predominantly on our planet, we do not look at relationships in that context. In fact, we blame the other person for the pain that's coming up. And then we use that as the reason why not to be in the relationship. And then we go on to the next one and then we get lost in the source again in the honeymoon phase. And then that wears off. And then either the relationship ends or we find ourselves in similar patterns again. And we're like, whoa, hold on. Same human being, different pants. Why is this repeating? Well, who's the consistent factor? Me. So we've been sold an illusion when it comes to relationships. We've been brought up on Disney movies and fairy tales and magazines and the press love to rip apart a relationship where anybody's having any challenges or difficulties. But all of it is an illusion. It's a story. It's a fantasy. Now, I am not saying that beautiful, deep, extraordinary love is not possible. I am not saying that. I am not saying that absolute 
unbelievable level of union and connection and love is not possible. It is possible, but it is possible not from the fantasy, but from the truth of what actually is a relationship. Two souls choosing to commit to each other. Of course, they have to like each other. (laughs) There has to be a certain willingness to communicate and a certain willingness to really be, hold the context of the relationship as something far greater, far bigger than just meeting your unmet needs or filling your own individual emptiness or proving your own lack of safety or proving your own lack of worthiness. That by being together, you are each other's catalyst for the greatest growth and healing of your lives. And through that, it invites a a certain level of maturity of being willing to look at what the relationship itself is revealing to you that you couldn't see on your own. And through that, immense levels of healing and liberation and freedom are on offer. But it requires a certain amount of maturity and commitment and self-responsibility, which is, of course, everything that I've been speaking about in this podcast. When you are with another human being, do you even see the other human being? Or are you seeing and appearing based on the context from where you're looking? Genuine question. If reality itself is an appearing phenomenon, which is what I talk about in the first 10 episodes, how do you know you can even see your partner? Or are you seeing what is appearing to you based on your entire relationship with intimacy. Now, if you listen to the episode before this one, I speak about what shapes our relationship with intimacy, the family field. And if we are stuck in the family field and we don't even know we're stuck in the family field and we can't even see it ourselves, how can you be sure you can even see your partner or can you only see an appearing given by the context of your family field. And then you respond to what appears to you in your partner. You know, we often say, you know, why am I in the same fights with my partner as I had with my mother? Why do I experience the same disconnection? Why do I experience the same betrayal? Because the deeper the investment of your own heart is in any kind of relationship will activate the family field which is, of course, the original moment of love and connection. And so if we can't even see our partner, what is it that we do see? What is it that we actually see? And this is not a judgment. This is not, I'm not saying any of you have a problem. This is a human blind spot. We live in what appears to us as if that is the way it is, rather than really being humble enough and conscious enough to question, do I even see this human or 
is what I'm seeing colored through a veil or a filter of the family field from which I have absorbed and inherited and been shaped in my entire relationship to intimacy. Now, just dive into that inquiry alone with real willingness to look at what it is that we do see, what it is that we need to be responsible for, that we need to heal and bring that into your relationships. And that opens the doorway for a whole nother kind of relationship at all. Relationships is actually the advanced program. Not everybody's really ready for that kind of maturity and commitment. But if you are and you're saying you want one, are you ready for that? Or is what you say you want actually something to try and fill the unmet needs that you are carrying in yourself? It's a hard question. But if you're willing to ask yourself that, it can offer so much freedom and healing and love. There is nothing more profound than walking next to another human being as your intimate mirror in an inquiry of what it even means to be human and that you're both human. And the gift of having each other in each other's world so that you as an individual can continue to grow beyond what you could even imagine on your own. Now, that is when the doorway opens for a whole nother level of love and connection and union. And of course, in that, we then want to do beautiful things like, how do I love this person? How do I show the love? How can I create a beautiful field of love? How can I listen to this human being in the present moment, not based on my projections, not based on the story that I think this relationship should be? Can I listen to them deeply for who they truly are? I remember a teacher saying to me, the greatest act of love is the ability to truly see who someone really is and to be willing to do the work in order to do that. How much work, how much consciousness and and humility does it take for us to really look at how much we cannot see someone and being willing to do that work in order to really be able to see them. That's love. That's real love. I'm pausing because, you know, this stuff is vulnerable. It, it's deep. It taps into ac- ac- aspects of our heart that are raw and tender. But allowing ourselves to really see the blind spots that come with being human in the context of relationships is like opening a doorway that we didn't even know was there to a possibility that we didn't even know existed for our own selves and for another. So I hope that you have found that helpful. And what's a really good inquiry to take with you after this episode? I guess a few questions. 
If you are not in a relationship and you are wanting one, my question for you to go and journal on is, if the relationship's purpose itself is not to meet your unmet needs, but to be the intimate mirror for yourself so that your spiritual evolution, your maturation can continue at a deeper level. When you say that you want to be in a relationship and if you are longing to be in one, my question for you is, what is it that you're really longing for? And be really honest with yourself. I remember, you know, when I first met my husband, if I'm really honest with myself, what I was longing for, which I didn't know at the time, I was unconscious to it at the time, is I was longing to feel safe in the world and to not be alone. And that is not another human being's job. In fact, there is no human being on this planet that can make me happy. That is my job. My happiness, my worthiness, my safety is my job. Why would I bring my emptiness to someone else to fill? So my question to those of you who aren't in a relationship, who are longing to be in one, what is it that you're longing for? And can you really tell the truth to yourself about what that is? And are you ready to take that on as your own responsibility? And those of you who are in a relationship and you hear the context of this episode, can you really see your partner? Or is what you see familiar to your family field? And are you ready now to go and do that work and look at what is familiar, what is appearing to you, questioning what is appearing to you? with the intention and the invitation to really see yourself deeply and also to really begin seeing your partner beyond the veil, beyond the field, beyond the projections. So lots to journal on on that. So I hope that you found this episode insightful and useful. Thank you so much for listening. If you love these episodes, if you're finding them helpful, please do share with them with as many people as you can. This is a human problem. I am speaking on a human being level. If you are human, this podcast relates to you. Share it with as many people as you can, anyone that you think it will help. If you want to support the podcast, the best thing you can do for us is head over to Apple and leave us a star rating. If you want, if you can, a five-star rating and write us a review. It's the best way for Apple to spread the podcast far and wide and have more people listen and promote us. And if you want to share any of your insights with me, you know, you can always go to my Instagram page at Nikki underscore clinch and comment under any of the posts of the podcast posts. We post clips of the podcast every week. Share your comments with me so that I can hear you. I'm always on there and I will always respond myself. Or you can 
write to us, support at nikkiclinch.com and share with us anything that's landing for you, any questions you have, any insights, any aha moments. I love to hear your shifts. But for now, thank you so much for being here and for listening. This is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast and I am Nikki Clinch. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to embody it, and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening.